Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to kind of look at the, the state of HR, and we're going to discuss the needs, concerns, and opportunities facing HR folk, particularly the HR folk of Southern California. Why Southern California, Bill? I thought this was a global show, I hear you say. Well, because my guest today is Rafael Rivera, Chief Executive Officer at Professionals in Human Resource Association, Pyra, uh, which is based in beautiful Southern California. It has over 5,000 members, and Rafael is responsible for the strategic operation, management, administration, and success of the association, as well as the annual California HR Conference, which has just happened, actually, as we record this in uh, in the very start of June. Uh, Rafael leads a dedicated team of staff at headquarters and over 200 volunteer leaders across SoCal, as they say down there because they're cool. Since 2010, Rafael has worked to influence greatness in human resources by engaging, elevating, and serving the Southern California HR community, which impacts the lives of more than 2 million employees. He is a tireless advocate for HR pros, leading as a strategic partner in all organizations. Prior to joining Pyra, Raphael was the top administrative and executive officer at the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. For over 20 years, Raphael demonstrated continuous progression, leading nonprofit and for-profit organizations in marketing and events roles. Raphael, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Bill, thanks for uh, having me here. Uh, now you've shared with everyone all my uh, professional uh, info. Uh, let me make uh, a, a personal uh, introduction. Uh, I'm a dad. I'm a foodie. I'm a wanderlust. And again, professionally, I am the host of the California HR Conference. So thank you for having me today. Before we jump into all the hard-hitting questions, you know, maybe maybe we should get a little bit more of a sense of, of Pyra. Tell our listeners a bit about the association, what it does, and how it helps HR pros. Bill, uh, Pyra is a, um, an affiliate of the Society for Human Resource Management. We, we happen to be their largest affiliate worldwide. Our service area uh, is Southern California. And as a microcosm of SHRM, we ourselves have, I think nowadays, 32 uh, chapters. Uh, There are professional chapters, there's specialty groups, there's student chapters. So we have a very um, strong and growing organization where uh, in some areas of Southern California, like Los Angeles County, there is a chapter probably every four uh, miles because it's so hard to uh, navigate around Southern California. We uh, have uh, content that uh, we learned through uh, the COVID pandemic, how to become a a hybrid organization, uh, improving our skills of delivering virtually. So when we go back in person, we will continue to serve our members and the HR professionals still in a virtual environment. So we'll be we'll be good uh, both in person and online. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Now then, you recently, as I mentioned in the intro, you recently wrapped up the, the Pyra 2021 California HR Conference. Uh, tell our listeners all about it. Tell us about some of the amazing speakers that you had there, some of the learning outcomes, maybe some of the feedback from your members. 
Bill, uh, California is set to reopen on June 15th, so we could not welcome our audience uh, in person. I, this is our second uh, virtual annual conference. I miss our HR community and seeing them in person. We had 30 speakers from all over the country uh, and uh, one from Canada, as I mentioned uh, earlier in, in the green room. And uh, we did things differently. And this is something that we pride ourselves. We want to uh, really push ourselves every year uh, in order to serve our uh, HR community. So we had mobile studios uh, traverse the United States in order to record presenters. So the pandemic gave us the opportunity to reach out to new presenters and expose them to Southern California and vice versa, our members uh, to them. We had, uh, as an opening keynote speaker, Sanjay Nath from uh, Toronto, uh, Lori uh, Ruderman, uh, author, uh, podcaster, uh, blogger, uh, speaker. Uh, and we had Dr. Uh, John A. Uh, Battle, uh, and he is the chief diversity officer for Dollar General Corporation. Um, we had some uh, excellent speakers. One of the recurrent topics uh, was on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how we, uh, uh, HR professionals, can lead our organizations or be of influence of our, uh, in our, our organizations in order to uh, do the right thing by all of our employees. So uh, that, that is something that uh, we pride ourselves in and we'll continue to talk about uh, in the second half of the year. It's not a, not a one-time uh, effect. Okay, so as you mentioned there, California is opening up again. It's uh, very happy times in certain parts of the world. Other parts of the world, unfortunately, um, are really going through it at the moment. But um, in, in, in certain areas, folks can start to look ahead to some degree of normalcy again. Oh, my goodness me, you've got no idea how happy I am to say those words listeners um in fact by the time this goes live i suspect california will already be back in full flow um but there have been some big challenges of course and there have been uh some uh, there's been a lot of need to adapt and, and and change the way we work and the ways that we learn and, and we we offer support to colleagues and whatnot of course since q1 of 2020 Raphael, how has pyra adapted over that period of time, you know, since sort of February, March of 2020, to, to allow it to still offer courses and events and, and, and other support during the crisis? As an organization, uh, we had to go remote uh, as part of the regulations imposed uh, here in the state. Uh, and uh, we, we took that opportunity to uh, test a lot of uh, new services. Uh, we um, had been doing in the past webinars, but now we wanted to look at and try several platforms to uh, bring those webinars and make them more engaging. Besides professional development, a key uh, attribute of the organization, a value to the HR professional is the opportunity to connect. And we needed to provide environments that weren't lecture style, uh, that were, we, we do use Zoom, but we, we, we dabbled in other products. Some worked fine, some failed horribly. Uh, and we also try to bring in that social engagement 
through uh, social activities. We, we call them social chats, and, and that was meant for, for those conversations or games or uh, opportunities to have two-way discussion on a, uh, on a particular topic. Our audience got to experience that, and uh, as I mentioned, we're going to reopen uh, in the second half of the year. So as California opens on June 15th, we expect to uh, reopen for in-person activities uh, in the second half of the year, as early as July. We will continue to offer the virtual content, the online content, uh, at the very same time that we're offering in-person. So from a small staff, we're becoming uh, very knowledgeable uh, in these uh, deliveries. Uh, we're, we're learning new AV, we're, we're learning you know, new platforms uh, to, to bring that engagement. So it's, uh, as you're learning, uh, everyone is learning right now and, and we're adapting to audience preferences. But I guess secretly, you're very, very happy that we can also all go back to being in person, right? Because it, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, I, I am extremely happy. I will be going out to uh, at least one of our chapter activities every week. So, so for me, I am, you know, I'm looking forward to to going out to you know Pyra Coachella Valley, Pyra. Los Angeles, you know, Pyra North OC, and just seeing people face to face. One of the things that 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 I miss is people don't share as much with me uh, on, on a phone call or an email. Uh, you know, so it's it's very important to to feel the pulse of our HR community, to feel the pulse of the HR executives. What do you need? What do your employees need, so that we can tailor those products and services to meet the Southern California employer uh, needs at this time. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been fairly open with uh, the audience of this show uh, who know that I also uh, run a bunch of events called Innovate Work for HR and leaders. And um, while there have been lots of silver linings in doing these things online, so for example, we split up our events by time zones and it means that, you know, we could have folk from Boston or Philadelphia or New York or Atlanta or Toronto at our East Coast events. It doesn't matter because it's all virtual as opposed to the restrictions one would have if they were in-person chapter events. But I still believe that you, you, you can't beat uh, an opportunity to meet people in person and, you know, that serendipitous uh, banging into someone and that, that new relationship that you build that way, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so... Oh, I can't wait for them to come back. And by the way, listeners, watch out for um, Innovate Work Australia. That could be the first one of 2021 because those guys are pretty much good to go down there. Continuing through here, Raphael, can you um, can you share some share some data you, you've collected, or perhaps some anecdotes of of what you've heard have been some of the biggest challenges for HR and leaders and, and and HR professionals since Q1 of of 2020? Well, we we're all uh, aware of the challenges of having to work remotely. And uh, now as uh, countries, as you know, states, uh, territories uh, uh, start to open up again, there's gonna be a challenge that uh, HR professionals will need to adhere to the prevailing federal and, and local guidelines, uh, laws and guidelines. Uh, and that's going to mean uh, updating uh, your uh, employer policies. Uh, so 
uh, you know, challenge number one, some companies are going to be uh, 100%, you know, in office again. How are those companies going to keep the employees that got accustomed to working remotely? Uh, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, besides making reasonable accommodations for those that may not be able to come back to an office, um, that that's going to be considered a, a perk. So um, employers will have to deal with, are you going to be in office full time? Are you going to be a hybrid organization? Are you going to be remote? And unless there's very clear policies written, and they may need to be rewritten multiple times over the next three to six months, then that's going to cause uh, HR professionals some heartache. Uh, staying with that, uh, you know, employment law and regulations. Also, the vaccines. Um, are, are employers going to make that um, uh, a mandate? Or are they going to provide incentives for employees to, um, to take the vaccine? So, so employers will need to, you know, manage that, and uh, you'll you'll see that going at least here in the U.S. going uh, to the courts at the federal level, maybe going to the courts at uh, uh, at the, at the state level, or at least to the le legislatures in order to have those decisions come about. Uh, I've I've also heard, uh, and we're experiencing this in California as our economy is reopening and growing faster than. Uh, than others, employers are having a hard time recruiting and retaining employees. So this shift of, uh, again, you know, maybe your employer is asking you to come back into the office full time or uh, even a few days a week, and you got accustomed to working remotely. You were saying, nope, I don't need to go back. There's uh, another opportunity. So HR professionals are having a hard time filling those vacancies. And you know, trying to figure out how to keep the employees that they have. Uh, one of the things that uh, you know I want to mention when it comes to uh, you know people in talent management is women have been disproportionately affected by COVID as far as taking on the primary responsibility of of the households, especially if they have uh, kids and they don't have schools to be able to send their kids. Uh, or uh, proper um, childcare. So, you know, I am always stressing to uh, HR professionals, executives uh, at, at companies, what are you doing to make things easier on your, uh, you know, female uh, employees? And how are you um, reaching back to those that have been uh, furloughed or laid off that you as an employer can, uh, can help bring back or you know create the accommodations necessary where they can maintain their career and they can still support their household. Okay, and what about um, another another practical application? I guess of coming back to the the office is um, uh, over the course of the last twelve months or so, um, there have been uh, a lot of efforts in companies brought on by. Um, uh, a, a movement within DEI, um, which is not just about uh, gender or race. It's it, it's much bigger than that. It's also about, for example, folks with disabilities. Um, have you have you heard from from your members as, as they do uh, uh, prepare to return back to the office in some fashion? 
ways that they are trying to be, make their offices more accessible to everyone. Um, it, whereas before, perhaps they 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 didn't put that at the top of their mandate. Bill, I, I think California has done a uh, the U.S. and California have done a pretty good job uh, of uh, providing accommodations for um, employees with uh, with disabilities, employees, customers uh, with with disabilities. So I haven't heard too much about that. Um, the the areas of focus have been um, in uh, equity pay. So um, you know, our, our men uh, and women, so specifically here, men and women receiving uh, equal pay for the same job. That that has come up uh, on a number of occasions uh, uh, here as, as a matter of discussion. Um, uh, Dr. Battle, in his keynote, I, I like the way that he framed uh, his uh, interpretation of uh, inclusion, uh, which is, uh, it's like, it's like being invited to the dance, but not being invited to dance. So, how are employers, uh, you know, looking at, at 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 their efforts and policies and processes to ensure it's like it's not just sufficient for you to uh, uh, hire um, uh, people of uh, of different races, genders, uh, religious beliefs. Um, that uh, how are you engaging them once they are in uh, in the workplace? And another challenge I just want to pick your brains about for HR pros is is, is their own job. Um, so over the course of the last uh, twelve to eighteen months uh, during during the crisis, uh, I've, I've been speaking to uh, leaders and HR folks, and um, there's maybe been a little bit of suspicion that um, the roles of HR folks won't necessarily be the same when when normalcy did return does return um, because a lot of companies have been trying to future-proof their organizations trying to uh, bring in automation um, so that if there's another crisis another pandemic heaven forbid or something similar in the future um, they're not reliant on on people in the same way uh, when they can be reliant on on machines frankly and and alongside that is the augmentation of the hr role um, it's been happening for a long time, but uh, from what I've heard, it's been accelerated as a result of the, the crisis. Uh, have you seen the same? And what does it mean for HR people and, and the future of, of, of the HR department? Yeah, uh, I, I can say that, uh, in, and hopefully everyone's realized that uh, uh, HR has been, uh, you know, the, the corporate first responders over the past um, 12 to 16 months. Uh, they're the go-to now uh, department uh, where they're looking, employers, you know, businesses are looking for for the HR department to provide that guidance. You know, how do we get through this? How do we how do we communicate with with our employers? So HR is uniquely positioned right now to sustain the level of uh, importance within an organization uh, in order to continue to be a change maker. Uh, a key decision maker within the organization. So, um, yes, uh, employers, businesses will uh, have been continuing to automate. Uh, but when you look at HR and you look at the potential automation that, uh, that, that has been added or maybe needs to be added 
there, there's two places for, for HR. It either can um, take that strategic leadership role within the organization and help bring in these, uh, these uh, automated you know, processes and then lead the broader uh, strategic HR with uh, the, the talent management, the, the recruiting that is very uh, focused on diversity, equity, inclusion. Or, or focus on, on some of the administrative activities that, that are yet uh, not suitable for, for automation. So, so this is, again, this is a time for HR to set itself apart and, and take that, that higher road uh, and, and not be afraid of, of the automation, embrace uh, the new you know, processes, become proficient in uh, understanding uh, the the metrics and analytics from uh, from from various services. So you know when when you look at employee engagement, uh, and maybe this is only suitable right now for uh, enterprise companies, large employers, where you can, you can determine how engaged are your employees, and you can get that data, of, I mean fairly real time, and and then well what do you do with that data? How do you how do you make sure that you can act on on the data, it's like, oh, my workforce is not uh, engaged. How can I turn that around and and then measure, continue to measure the level of engagement uh, to to get to an optimal point? Raphael, we are almost at the end of this interview already. I'm afraid. Before we wrap up, how can our listeners connect with you? So through LinkedIn or elsewhere, and how can they learn more about all the cool things happening over at Pyra? I invite your listeners to connect with me on uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, at uh, A S S N E X E C, so Association Executive. Uh, also on Twitter at A S S N E X E C, so Association Executive. Uh, and uh, at Pyro, look at what we're doing. Uh, visit us at uh, P I H R A dot org. Awesome. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Rafael Rivera, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.